0: people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brother's Talk on Twitter, The Brother's Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brother's Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome again into the virtual den of the Brothers Talk Podcast family. Thank you for joining us. And if you're new to the conversation, it's our hope that you'll stay connected and that you'll also spread the message. And just to give you all a flavor of the international family that you're now part of, the latest stats reveal that we're literally on every continent except Antarctica with the penguins. But we're all over Europe and Africa. And somewhat surprisingly, we're also being heard in Russia, Croatia, India, Japan, and Thailand show shout outs to those who are tuning in outside the United States. Just a quick a little couple of quick reminders that if you're on Facebook, the discussions continue there in our groups, The Brothers Talk, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, Hashtag Black Dollars Matter, and Black Parent University with over 4,000 members. And if you want to see us do what we do, you can tune into The Brothers Talk Show each Saturday and Sunday night on the M24 News streaming service. People, we've been constantly emphasizing the need for people to get vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus. But this Delta variant is starting to spike and it's getting to the point that we've got to take the kid gloves off and say, stop the madness. If you don't have a valid reason, meaning a medical condition that keeps you from getting vaccinated, then you're simply not thinking straight. And we've heard them all from those in our community uh, talking about Tuskegee, which they actually know nothing about because it really is apples and oranges. Do your homework to those talking about personal freedoms. Stop it. You don't have personal freedoms to infect other people with a deadly disease, especially when you've all been vaccinated against other diseases. And your freedom doesn't let you drive a vehicle without insurance or seat belts or as fast as you want. And as for every idiotic, I don't know what's in it, to paraphrase D.L. Hughley, how many things do you eat every day without knowing what's in it? Like people, we can't let this disease continue to decimate our population as we remain the greatest casualties of the coronavirus. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah.
1: Hey, family. I uh, just want to pick it back on what Rod just said. Uh, I don't know how many of you uh, are paying attention to what's going on out here, but that Delta virus is not a joke. I mean, I'm afraid that people are ignoring it to the point that we're gonna have to shut down this fall. That looks like where we're headed. So, you know, especially Black people, you gotta be, take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones.
2: Norm? Thanks, God, And I'm gonna piggyback on what uh, you and Rod said. You know, this is all about supporting the community. We hear a lot of people talking about support and supporting Black businesses and supporting Black health, but you're refusing to take this antidote basically to help Black people. It's helping our community. You're going to infect our elderly. You're going to infect those of us who have basically who are already sick and who are basically the people who are dying out here. And you're worried about what's in this thing. Take it. Leave it alone. You're not worried about the food you're eating. Help the community. Bye.
0: Our guest on the show today is Natasha Pinnell, independent candidate running to represent New Jersey's Assembly's 37th district. Here's a little bit of her impressive background. At the age of 13, Natasha Pinnell was thrust into the National Dialogue on Policing Reform because of the tragic loss of her only brother, Philip, at the hands of a police officer in Teaneck, New Jersey. That experience changed her forever and altered her thinking to seek greater understanding of the historical implications of societal injustices and the disproportionate impact upon our children. As such, she grew into a strong mother, a compassionate youth advocate, and a voice for uplifting our community through her work supporting structural and policy changes that address health, education, environment, and social justice reforms. Her unique understanding of these issues impacting our children were unfortunately forged by a tragic loss, but made stronger by her incredible ability to forgive. Sister Natasha is the founder and CEO of Corner to Corner Community Empowerment, a youth-based group. She's appeared on local and national TV and radio news programs and was co-producer and host of the Natasha Knows show, which aired on Verizon Fios Public Access TV. She's currently working on a master's degree in public administration at Fairleigh Dickinson University. And she's, as I said earlier, she recently announced her candidates. Her campaign theme will be Our Children and Seniors First, believing that any community policy should always be created with the intention of placing our children and seniors first. Sister Natasha Pinnell, welcome and please greet the Brothers Talk family.
3: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here.
0: First, this is Natasha, let me say that it's an honor to have you here, and it's hard to believe it's been 31 years ago since your family was forced into the spotlight, but thank you for staying strong in the fight to ensure that we never forget the names of those like your brother Philip, Oscar Grant, Sean Bell, Renell Foster, and way too many others that would fade into obscurity if not for people like you. Tell us a little bit about what's driving you to keep up the fight and to now enter the realm of politics.
3: Well, it's definitely, um, my son. I have a 22 year old son currently, and, um, he's, you know, just maneuvering life and, and facing life challenges as a young black male growing up or coming up in the, in America, you know, and I say that to say he's battled with going to school and then not really feeling like he fit in and then, um, not finishing, but he does. uh, I'm hoping that he finishes because he only has 12 credits left. So that's really not that far along to go. Um, But just like, you know, him seeing me as a as a young boy uh, growing up, having this tragedy happen to his mom and then seeing me fight for justice throughout his whole entire life, you know, has played um, a big part in in his life. You know, he's never been the one to I uh, want to be um, a social justice advocate. And I never pushed that responsibility off on him because I saw how it affected him. I mean, he's, he had come to me one time and said, you know, ma, it makes me angry. And I'm like, well, why does it make you angry? And he said, it makes me angry because you talk about him and I hear other people and strangers talk about my uncle and it's not fair because I never got to a chance to meet my uncle myself. So I'm only hearing about what the news say about my uncle, which is not always good. And then I hear you and grandma talk about my uncle Uh, and it makes me angry because it's unfair, ma, that I didn't get a chance to meet him. So I do it for that. You know, I do it to carry on His uncle, my brother, uh, Philip Pinnell's legacy and who he would have been perhaps as a person, you know. So that's my my greatest drive and force and to make a difference, to change, you know, society.
1: You know, Rodney mentioned uh, some of your platform, but what is your number one thing primary if you're elected to this office that you would like to accomplish if you don't above everything
3: else? Above it all, to be honest. I would like to see politicians held accountable for what they don't do. You know, they go into office and they say all these things that we want to hear. We want them to do and we want to hear, or they think that we want to hear. And when they become, um, you know, a politician, they, they become elected very rarely do they fulfill, you know, those, those goals, you know, that they said that they would. So my biggest, um, my, my, my biggest thing that I would like to change and to do or to inc- accomplish rather is to do what I'm putting out to do, like to do what I say I'm going to do for the people. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I ran as an independent, because I don't want to be uh, tied or binded by either party, by the Democratic Party or the Republican Party.
2: Yes. Uh, and um, having spoken with you a, a bit, you know, you, you mentioned that you were thinking about joining the mm-hmm. Green Party. Why would you do that?
3: Well, the Greens, um, as I like to call them, they their platform, you know, their p- policies and procedures align with what I stand for. And I say that to say like their social justice issues I'm um, aware of, and I'm also all for um, the LGBTQ community. You know, I believe that everyone has a right to be who they are, um, no matter if it looks different from what myself is or what you all are, you know, everyone, st- everyone on this this Zoom call has a right to be who we are as an individual person, because number one, we are all human, you know, and that's the commonality that we all share. So if we just focus on those certain things, then that would be, um, be- better for us all. So that's why I was thinking about joining the Greens, because a lot of their policies and procedures, you know, align with what I believe in.
0: I'm sure you have some competition and so what do you see as the biggest differentiator between you and your opponents? Uh well
3: the biggest that I see personally I would say I'm one of the the most transparent uh candidates that I think this area has ever seen. Um I'm willing to not only expose the truth uh of what's been going on in each town. Uh, per se, but I'm also willing to put myself on the line and expose some things that, you know, I've done throughout the years. And more so, I say what I've done is like a majority of my life I, for 31 years, I've been fighting for um issues that still plagues us to this day, you know, pressing issues like police uh, violence, I would like to coin it as, um, has happened to me and my family 31 years ago, and it's still happening to this day. So those are some of the things that I, I would definitely tackle that I haven't seen uh, the current politicians who are in office, um, nor the other, uh, nor my opponents, because they've also he- held uh, local office seats. And um, they don't, I haven't, I don't say, I wouldn't say that they don't. I would say currently, I've never heard of any of my opponents speak about pressing issues that I'm willing to to discuss. What
1: are some of your uh, biggest challenges in, uh, in in your in your campaign? Doing your for you in your campaign? Oh, for,
3: in my campaign, the biggest yeah. challenge is um, is just making sure that people are people are aware of what I want to do. My my uh, biggest challenge is that um, trying to get my name out there and making people aware of what my my platform is and things like that you know, as difficult as an independent because I don't have like a strong infrastructure as far as being a part of a party, you know. So I plan on just having a majority of my um my support coming from the communities.
2: Yes, you know, you mentioned, um, in this, having a discussion with you that Black Lives Matter really didn't consider the the murdering of your your brother their issue or on their platform. They didn't want to mention Philip Pinnell in regards to the other victims of police brutality. Can you speak to that?
3: Yes, sure. So, um, throughout the past 31 years, I've been a, a part of um, various organizations. Um, one being the BLM Mural Committee, uh, of t that was formed last year, um, in the wake of, um, George Floyd murder, Breonna Taylor's murder and, uh, Ob- uh, Aubrey's murder. So. Um people around the country started saying Philip Pinnell again after uh these murders uh, had occurred, and that's when this uh, particular organization was formed in Tinack. So one of the members asked if I would want to um join. I said yes, um, so I joined so throughout the uh the meeting meetings in the process of forming the group, we decided to do a mural which became the first mural of Bergen County. Um, the first and only mural of Bergen County, um, which is in Teaneck, New Jersey. And the city council, um, not all of them, just a the majority of them, I would say, was on the wrong side of history still to this day. It's 2021, not 1990. And, um, they were saying, no, you know, we, we don't want Philip Pinnell's name to be a part of this mural. And I asked the question why. And of course, the other members asked the question why, because initially we were going to add my brother's names and other names to this mural. And they said, well, we don't mind XYZ to be on there, but we don't want Philip Pinnell's name to be on there because we feel that Philip Pinnell is not a part of Black Lives Matter, that other people, uh, feel as if, you know, Philip Pinnell they're they opposed to having his name on there because they feel that he doesn't belong as a being uh, coined or being a part of Black Lives Matter. And, you know, that kind of threw me for a loop because I was like, well, how can someone or anyone say that my brother is not a part of Black Lives Matter as if his life didn't matter at all? I mean, he was a 16 year old kid that was shot in the back with his hands up in the air, you know, so. I couldn't believe that they said that. And I, and I and I care not to point out who actually said it, but it was some of the top officials of the Teaneck City Council.
0: And that's really unfortunate because obviously we need as many hands on deck as we possibly can. And certainly that's why we're glad that you're out there and why you are still on the lines, because we recognize that so many people came before George Floyd and as tragic as it was, We need to make sure that the world at large realizes that there were people like your brother who were victims of this long before there were video cameras that were tracking it. And so we thank you for continuing to keep up the fight. What do you say to those who are looking for someone to support in this race? What? Why should they get behind your campaign?
3: Well, again, uh, I'm running as an independent, so I'm 100% for the people. My campaign is our children and seniors first, which I chose because they're our most precious population, yet m- our most vulnerable population, you know, of people. Um, and for me, as a middle-aged Black woman in America, and for all of us on the call, which you know we all are pretty much middle-aged or in between. If our parents and our children are doing well, then automatically we're going to do well. You know, so it's not like I'm not leaving any corner untouched, so to speak, because I feel like, like I said, once our children and our parents are taken care of, then we're going to be taken care
1: of. You know, you, you mentioned that uh city council member didn't want your brother on the mural, the BLM mural. Was that person Black? The reason I'm asking that is because one of the things that we talk about on this show is that if there's a black person in, in the office and they're not serving the black community, we got to get them out of office. We, we shouldn't have to wait until a new election. There should be a recall and get them out of office because they're not serving their constituents. And I was just curious as to whether that person is black and did they give a reason about why your brother shouldn't be on the, on the mural?
3: Well, one of the city council members are black, yes, but, uh, that particular person was for having my brother's name on the mural. You know, it wasn't the whole council. It was just like the main, you know, the, the heads of the council that were saying that, you know, and then the community at large proved them wrong because we ended up having a second mural done at Tinac High School, which, um, you know, uh, special shouts to, the Board of Education because they said, no, you know, the City Council of Teaneck, they they dropped the ball on this one. We really feel that Philip Pennell's name should be on the mural, and it should be one of the first names on the mural because it was a child that was killed in our own backyard. And thanks to Superintendent uh, Dr. Irvin and his uh, con- constituents and and everyone that that serves under him, um, as well as TNAC teachers and the assistant principals at TNAC High School, the principal of TNAC High School, Principal Valdez, they all were on board with having my brother's name. So if you drive down Route 4, um, if you live in the state of New Jersey and you drive down Route 4 going towards the uh, GWB, you'll see the mural on the stadium stairs. And in the middle of 35 names, my brother's name is on there. And it's taken Teaneck, 31 years to even say uh, my brother's name and to acknowledge that he was killed and that his life mattered. So that was really big. So I kind of like looked uh, away or turned the other cheek, so to speak, at the Teaneck City Council, because whereas they're still on the wrong side of history, the Board of Education is not, you know, so I can't like say the entire Teaneck is not for acknowledging that Black lives matter.
2: Natasha, if any of our listeners want to contribute and back you in this campaign, how can they do that?
3: Well, they can go to my website, VotePanel2021. They can also um, cash at me at npc 2 um, which is my cash app, and then address it as VotePanel2021. And then they also can mail it to me. And if they would like to uh, mail it, I can provide them with the um, address. If they go on my social media sites, all of my social media sites are Vote VotePennell2021, and I can in- inbox them the, um, the information.
0: So thank you so much, Natasha Pennell, for coming on board and joining the Brothers Talk family today to share about your campaign and We will look for you to share that information with us so that we can post it on our various sites and share it with the Brothers Talk family at large. We wish you the very best in your campaign and we will be doing our best to support you. We like what you're about. Your transparency is refreshing. And the fact that there are those out there who don't really know that history is critical to us that we want to make sure that that never falls into the background. Thank you. So for our Black professional experience of the week, we want to give kudos to a Black business by the name of Urban Eden. It's a popular line of all natural plant-based skincare products founded by husband and wife team Quentin and Taran Lewis. And they have turned this into a multimillion dollar business during the pandemic. And so they were able to really grow this during a time when I guess people are a lot more focused on their health, which all of us should be, and they're even willing to give back and give advice for other entrepreneurs out there. So our Black professional experience of the week is Urban Eden. So look them up online and support them. As you know, that is our big focal point of buying Black. And so that's it for another edition of the Brothers Talk Show. And remember, if you have ideas for the show I want to share your thoughts, let us know. Also, don't forget to follow us at The Brother's Talk on Twitter, Brother's Talk on Instagram, and like our Facebook page. And a quick reminder that if you also want to share more of your thoughts with us and The Brother's Talk family, there's The Brother's Talk group on Facebook. And The Brother's Talk show, airing Saturday and Sunday on the TV streaming service M24 News. Finally, if you want more information about our relaunching Black Wall Street plan or to give us direct feedback, show ideas, or questions, you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. God bless you all for your time and support, and remember you always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. Remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.